Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101, as always, presented by our friends over at Scentlock. I just, on my social media, dropped a review of the Grinder Tree Stand Pack, which is part of their BE1 uh, toolkit, which is the Bowhunter Elite Toolkit, um, that is really built to get the Bowhunter all the way from early season to late season. And they're really starting to add some tools in, like the backpacks, like belts um, to really become that toolkit for bow hunters. So go check out that review on my social media. It's also on Scentlock's YouTube. What sets Scentlock apart is the carbon technology for maximum odor absorption. You've absolutely got to go check them out if you have not yet in the BE1 toolkit that just absolutely helps bow hunters get all the way through the season comfortably. I've got a special guest on the phone. I've got Mr. Joe Coy. Joe, how are you, man? Good. How are you? Man, I am absolutely confused, just like yourself with the weather. Um, it's like 78, then it's snowing, then it's back up to 90, then it's 12, then it's it's absolutely insanity here in the Midwest. I know. It is pretty crazy. Like I went out shed hunting this weekend, and there was like barely – I mean, the snow finally melted enough where I could at least have a chance. There were some spots that were still quite a bit of snow, but – and then it was like 60 on Saturday, and now it's a blizzard out there today. So <laughs> you'll never know what your weather's going to throw at you. Yeah, I heard somebody say, if you don't like the weather in the Midwest, stay a day, and you'll get a whole new whole new forecast. So Exactly, yep, 100%. Now, Joe, you um, I, I don't actually know your title, but you work yes. for Fourth Arrow, Wind Scent, uh, Final Rest. Um, I'm missing one brand, aren't I? Yeah, so Fourth Arrow, Final Rest, and Wind Scent. Okay. Um, and what's your role there? Yeah, so I'm the main marketing guy here um, for all those brands. So um, I'm in charge of pretty much all the day-to-day marketing stuff, all the social media, um, making sure we have all our content for all the other marketing avenues as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, I met Joe a while back. I was introduced by a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Tracy Breen. And uh, he introduced us and got us connected. And really, the deal was is is you know Tracy um, Tracy knew that that the the podcast was about teaching and inspiring and getting new hunters involved and and, and things of the nature. And Final Rest, which is what we're going to be kind of nailing down today, uh, Final Rest does just that. Um, it really, in essence, and I'll let Joe dive into the the details of it, but. Um, I'm all for products that a get kids involved earlier and b keep people involved longer. Um, I'm just going to jump to the chase here. If it wasn't for final rest and a bear barracks, uh, constrictor crossbow, my dad would not have been able to enjoy, uh, archery hunting anymore. Went through some surgeries, um, on his shoulder and just couldn't pull a bow back anymore. And so as traditional as the guy was, um, you know, growing up on long bows and recurves and, and, uh, he had to make the switch to a crossbow, um, in order to keep archery hunting. So two Christmases ago, maybe, maybe his last Christmas, e- either way, I got him a bear constrictor, barracks constrictor crossbow and, uh, and, and pointed him in the direction of a final rest, uh, for his blind. Um, and, and because of those two things, he gets to continue enjoying archery hunting. Uh, and so products that allow, you know, not only, uh, my dad, to to continue enjoying archery hunting but to allow others to continue in the sport of archery i'm all for 
Um, and so as soon as Tracy introduced me and as soon as I kind of started just looking into final rest, I'm like, this is it, man. Uh, because you know, when I get my kids involved, I want a shooting system for them. When I, when I get, uh, you know, older gentlemen to, to be able to continue in the sport of archery, those types of tools are invaluable. Um, and so we really are going to be focusing on the final rest. Uh, I do want to have Joe back to talk about kind of the, the importance, not, not, I don't want to say importance, the value in filming your hunts. Um, even if you're not, you know, a TV host, even if you're not, uh, filming them for, for a show or anything, the value of filming your hunts and, and everyone knows fourth arrow is just a, a powerhouse in camera arms. And, uh, and if you talk filming your hunts, it, it's not long before fourth arrow comes up, but we'll save that for another episode. And I want to take a deep dive into kind of the shooting system behind final rest. Um, because maybe you are one of those guys who, you know, you can't quite handle a bow anymore, or maybe you're a dad looking to get their kids involved and this is an invaluable tool. Um, so Joe, before we dive into kind of the, the details behind final rest, walk me through the idea behind it or, or the development behind it or where, where it all came from. Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, kind of to your point, like I know with me personally, um, being able to have a solid rest, to take my younger brothers out hunting. I don't, I don't have kids right yet, but, uh, to take my younger brothers out there and have them be able to have that solid rest is so crucial. And then again, as you said, you know, the, the longer, the older generation can get out there and enjoy the sport of hunting, um, the, the, however we can equip them to accomplish that, um, we're all for, um, I know like with my own grandpa, he's like, Oh, I'll never use a crossbow. I'm going to only use, you know, compound the rest of my life. And then he got to a point where he's like, Oh, I can't pull this thing back very well anymore. So he ended up getting a crossbow, right? And I, you know, whatever we can do to help people uh, get into it sooner and enjoy it longer, like you said, is, is super crucial. So yeah, kind of the story of where it all came from, it kind of ties into um, the camera arm side, as you mentioned. Um, so we're fourth air camera arms and also find a rest, rest, as you said. And um, so basically um, our, our owner, um, he, um, really avid hunter and he was taking his elderly dad out um several years ago now this would have been um and they were in a blind and um he set his dad up with a nice a really nice crossbow and um so they're out there having a good time hoping to get a decent buck that they had over this food plot in a box blind and um well his dad was struggling a little bit holding off that crossbow you know crossbows they can be a little bit cumbersome, sometimes a little front heavy and, you know, he needed something. And, um, so his dad said to him, Kate, can I, can I rest my crossbow on your camera arm system? Um, it's cause basically the camera arm system that, uh, he was using in there, um, was basically a fixed blind mount. So a blind that screws into the sidewall of the blind and then comes out with a short arm. And then he had his camera head on that. Well, he's like, Hey, can I rest my crossbow on that instead? And then like, that was like light ball moment. Like we can, you know, we're doing all this on the camera side. Well, we can apply these same concepts to a shooting rest. So, um, he ended up resting the end of his crossbow on the video head on the end of the short arm. And he had all that range of motion to move left and right. And yet it was holding up the front of his crossbow nice and steady for the shot. So, um, that was, that's kind of how it all started. Again, our owner, uh, took his dad out and, and did that. And, um, he ended up shooting a nice buck. Um, like, I think he got one that year. And then the following year, he ended up shooting his last buck and, um, his dad, our owner's dad passed away after that point, but it's kind of that special memory of being able to take him out there and allow him to enjoy. I mean, he, he hunted that last season, you know, six months before he passed away, you know, and, for allowing him to be able to enjoy that sport that he was so passionate about up until almost the end was was really really special now that that is really special and that's you know that's my goal especially with my loved ones around me is to to try and help them uh try and help them find ways to continue in the sport and so when I saw the the final rest shooting system, it was a no brainer for me, um, a no brainer for me to get behind. Um, and, and I'll say this, um, hundred percent full authenticity. Um, I bought my dad a final rest or 
we partnered on it. You know, I kind of helped him out on a final rest um, for that last Christmas. Um, before I even spoke to Joe, before we even really had that relationship, uh, I became a true believer in the system. Um, and so, man, when I find a product like that, it's just, it's a no brainer for me. Um, now before we move on, I do got to give a quick thank you to our friends over at Coa Optics. Um, they are a powerhouse in, in optics. So, whether you're looking for a new spotting scope or a new pair of binoculars, Koa Optics is the finest in Japanese glass. So I would highly recommend you to go check them out. I've used them exclusively for the better part of five years now. Um, and I've just grown to love them. Uh, their 55 spotting scope is absolutely the best spotting scope you could ever have uh, to put in your backpack. Super light, super small, but still gives you incredible optics. Go check out Koa Optics. Um, so, Joe, really, let's walk through kind of the... Uh, the system in and of itself, because you have uh, a couple different arms. You've got a triple arm and a single arm. Um, but then also what makes the system really super unique is all of the different uh, mounting systems. You've got them for tree stands. You've got them for ground blinds. You've got them for, for you know, hard walled blinds. You've got them for ATVs. You've got them for tripods. You've got all of these things that really creates a system of shooting um, stability, you know, rather than just, oh, when I get to my blind, I'm going to have stability in my shot, uh, or when I get to my tree stand or, you know, I have to be in a tree stand, I have to be in a ground blind in order to use this. Absolutely not. If you're turkey hunting, get a tripod, put it on the lowest setting, boom, you're stable. If you're, you know, on your tree stand, you're stable. If you're on your way, you've got a monopod, uh, not a monopod. Um, what do you guys call it? It's like the single arm. Yeah, it's like, well, we have like our pillar system yes. and with our arms. Yep, yep. Yep. And so no matter what, um, there's stability in your shot. And so that's what I really loved about um, this. It wasn't just, hey, here's one arm. You put it up in your blind. Uh, my dad, um, the system that I've worked with uh, is I think he has the triple arm. Um, I do believe he took one arm off, though. Um, okay. <laughs> and so, so I do believe he got the triple arm, made it a, a, a two arm, but what he does is since he has several different blinds and this is where I was so highly impressed, um, with my, with, with the system is he got a whole bunch of the fixed base blind, the fixed blind bases. Yep. Um, and he put them up in all of his blinds, put them up on both windows of his blind. And then no matter what, he just slides the arm out and slides it into the other, uh, base and he's good to go. Um, right, so no matter yeah. where he's hunting, he knows he's stable. He knows he'll be able to make a shot. Um, you know, if a deer comes to the other window of his blind, he, he just picks the arm up and slides it in the other base and he's ready to shoot. Um, and that's where I was really like, this is a full system. This isn't just a single arm. This isn't just a, you know, buy it and put it here. Um, I even think, uh, my dad, I never could have imagined my dad filming hunts. Um, like that just was beyond <laughs> oh. me. Right. And, uh, and, but I'll tell you what happened was he had a deer come out and my dad's in Arkansas. So, you know, big deer are, are, are few and far between. Um, and he was telling all his buddies about this massive buck he saw and nobody believed him. Um, just, and, and I did because my dad is not the kind to embellish anything. Like he, like he's the guy that downplays everything. Right. Right. He never oversells. And so with that, he ordered a, uh, one of the, camera mounts that goes on the back on the front of your on the front of your uh mount there for a and okay, then he yep, attack the yep, cam so he could yep, film this yep. <laughs> so he could film those deer. That, like, is, that is wait awesome. a minute you're filming your hunts now like <laughs> oh, what is going hilarious. on and so uh oh. yeah he, all of a sudden he's he's trendy i guess i don't know but uh there you go walk me through the system man how it works and how it all you know how it all fits together to to you know, from your four wheeler to your tree stand, from your ground blind to the monopod to the tripod, um, walk me through kind of that system. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, as you mentioned, we have kind of, like you said, a full system. And the, the cool thing is all your components are cross compatible. So if you buy one, like you said, you know, if you, if you buy our, you know, double yoke platform or our grip and rip system, which is like our gun clamp system, you know, you can use it on the version for the tree stand. You can also screw that off, use it on your on the top of a tripod that you own or whatever. So, um, so basically like the one you said, the fixed blind system, I'll start with that one. So basically just so you guys 
that are listening can understand. Basically, imagine a uh, just a small base that you'd screw into the sidewall of your blind. And then, so basically all these, all these blind systems are going to have three components. They're going to have a base, they're going to have an arm, and then they're going to have a shooting rest platform. So the base and that fixed blind version, like I said, just screws in. It's really small, simple, easy to set up. Um, you would just preset that base, you know, before the season even, and then you're good to go. The next part of that whole kit is going to be your arm. So we've got two options there. We have a single arm, and we, as you mentioned, we have the triple arm. So it kind of depends on what how much reach you need. There's a few different factors as far as you know which one you'd want. But um, what the arm does is it gives you the ability to be able to have a solid rest um, without taking up any leg room. Plus, you have really good range of motion. So for a lot of us, the problem in a blind with using a shooting system was like a tripod system, like the traditional tripod rests that are out there in a blind, um, the tripod just takes up so much leg room. You're like, oh, I'm trying to move over here and you're monkeying right. around and you're hitting the sidewall, you're blind, or if you have multiple, I mean, oftentimes when you're using this type of a system, um, like I would be taking my younger brothers out or you'll have multiple people in your blind and it just becomes too much in your blind, right? So the beauty of having a base on the wall with an arm extending out from the wall and being able to mount the shooting rest system on that, it just, it opens the leg room up. And then, like I said, you have all that range of motion. So like in some of our blinds, we'll mount a base on the front center window and we can shoot all across that front window and bending upon the size of the blind, we might be able to shoot all the way over to the right window and the left window from one base position. So that was a really cool part of that. And then kind of the last, like I said, you have the base, you have the arm, and kind of the last piece of that kit is going to be your shooting rest system. So we have two different options for that. Um, you have your standard, you know, double yoke system where you just rest the gun up on it. Um, and then we also have, like I mentioned before, our grip and rip, which is our gun clamp version. So both are going to work really well for rifles, shotguns, and crossbows, um, even, you know, the way our double yoke system is designed, it's got an offset on the main base of it so that um, it'll even still work with like an AR-15 platform, something with a, you know, 30 round mag or something like that. So that's kind of our fixed blind um, version. And then moving on to our pillar version. So our pillar kit version, um, that version is pretty versatile. So you can use that in a box blind. So basically, instead of a base that you'd screw to your wall, imagine a monopod with a clamp on it, okay? So that gives you the versatility of wherever you can clamp that to something and then drop that monopod down to the ground, you can use that system. So that's gonna work really well. Um, like a lot of us, um, I don't have one, but a lot of us in our group, they have like redneck blinds um, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of different other blinds that are manufactured blinds that you can just clamp to the shelf and then drop something down. Because if you have a fiberglass fiberglass blind, you probably not going to want to screw a fixed blind base into it. Right. So um, I usually build my own blinds so that fixed blind base is perfect. But um, and then you can also use that pillar system in a ladder stand. So basically how it works is um, you either mount it to you can either clamp it to um, your shooting rail that wraps around you, um, or you can, the clamp on that pillar can actually rotate basically to any angle, and you can actually clamp it to like a side support rail on your tree stand, on your ladder stand, um, that might, um, you know, be at a 45 degree angle or whatever angle it is. So our pillar kit, the only difference between that and the fixed blind kit is it's just going to come with a different base, that different base being that pillar is what we call it, which is again, just a monopod with the clamp. So that's a really pretty versatile one for guys that kind of want a system for their blind and their tree, their ladder stand. Um, yeah, basically it's just gonna work with ladder stands. So like your hang-ons, it's not gonna work for it cause you don't really have anything good to clamp down to. Um, and then we have what's called our roll bar kit, which works great with um, like a side-by-side. -side. Um, basically, you can clamp it um, to any, you know, any bar that's coming up, whether it's the front one, usually guys do it off the front, the front roll bar. Um, usually that is at a 
goofy angle. Um, so the cool thing with that kit, it actually comes basically with a clamp that's going to clamp to that roll bar. And then it includes our 3.0 um, fourth arrow shoulder, which has all our leveling built in. So you can get that shooting rest system basically level at any angle, um, even if you park on a hill or depending on what angle um, you're shooting or your roll bar is on your side by side, you're going to be able to get it level. So that's a really cool system, especially for like usually mainly for guys down in Texas, guys that want to go, you know, hog hunt off of the side by side or predator hunt or something. Um, here in Michigan, you know, you're not, you can't really use it up here. Um, but that's a really, really cool system. And then kind of the last piece of that puzzle um, would be like our tripod kits, right? So um, you're not always going to hunt in a box blind. You're not always going to be hunting out of a tree stand, right? You you might want an option for sighting your gun in at the range or um, or using a pop-up blind or just spot and stock, right? If you're going out west um, on a spot and stock hunt and you want a nice solid shooting rest, that's where the tripod system comes in. So now the same... is, the, uh, is the tripod the only mount... Um that works for a pop-up blind or does the pillar system, um, could you clamp that to like the, the, you know, the, the post of the pop-up blind? Yeah. So the answer to that question is technically you can use a pillar system with the pop-up blind. Um, we don't actually have a pre-built kit on our website for that. The main reason being, it's just, Basically, the pillar system relies on the structure of what you're clamping it to for its stability. Right. So if you have a pop blind that's not super stable, there's going to be a whole lot more play in the system versus using the tripod. So, but technically you can do it. Basically, the only thing you need is what's called a pop-up blind adapter, which we sell on our fourth arrow camera arms website. Uh, basically, on a hub style pop-up, it's going to clamp to the hub, um, basically those two cross-section pieces. And then um, basically it creates a little a little shell basically that you can then clamp that pillar to. But again, it's gotcha. just it's just a stability issue at that point. It's like, uh, it's a lot more stable to go with the tripod version, so. Um, so let me give you a scenario and then you tell me what's best. Yes. Um, you're looking to get a kid involved um, and you'll be hunting out of a ground blind. Um, what would be the best system for a, a father to buy, f to get that child involved, um, in hunting, that's going to be stable, not take up a lot of room. Um, because again, when I, when I'm trying to teach a kid how to hunt, uh, my biggest thing is, is instilling in them being still and being quiet. Um, so I don't want something that's going to, and that's the beauty of a fourth arrow camera, or, I'm sorry of a final rest system final rest. is um, that it, it's not going to take a lot of movement to get a kid and, you know, ready to shoot. And so what would be that system that you would kind of build for um, that dad trying to get a kid involved at, at an early age? Yeah. So again, to your point, as far as being able to reduce movement and reduce noise, um, that is the nice thing about having a final rest system is um, basically any of our kits you can set it up, put your gun on there, or your crossbow on there, and you don't need to touch it. You can take your hands off and it will just stay there, which is really helpful. Um, I like for me personally, when I'm out there, I'm usually self-filming. So that's actually really nice because I don't have to worry about quick trying to get my gun up or whatever um, during rifle season and my gun's already up and then I can focus on filming and then get everything set up for the shot. But but yeah, as far as what kit would be the best kind of for, for, you know, the dad that want to get their kid out there hunting, um, for a ground blind, I would say if it's a wooden box blind, um, I would say like our fixed blind, um, probably our fixed blind single arm shooting rest system. That's a fantastic one. Um, just to start with, um, um, really affordable as far as that goes, um, and that's going to get you enough range of motion that you're going to need for most anything. Uh, you could pick up another extra base if you wanted to um, and put in a different blind or put in another spot in that blind. Um, but I would say that would be a great one if it's a wooden blind. 
Um, if you're talking a pop-up blind, um, you could either, uh, I would say, yeah, just probably get the tripod set up. Um, and um, I mean, if you had, now, do you have you to said, have, do you have to, to order a tripod from you guys or will that, will that work on any tripod? Yeah. So the cool thing is it'll work on pretty much any tripod. So the standard threading on the top of a tripod is three, eight, 16. Um, some will be quarter 20, but most standard filming tripods will be three eights because most video heads have three eights, um, female on the bottom. So, um, basically any of our shooting rest system will work on any tripod. So if you get our double yoke shooting rest system or our grip and rip, which is our gun clamp style, um, they can go on any tripod. So if, if any of y'all have a tripod already, you can just get that, um, just get the top shooting rest system, screw it on and you're good to go. Awesome. Um, then what about, um, so for, for an older gentleman, I would say, um, stability is key. Um, you know, a lot of things come into play, uh, when you, when you're trying to get somebody who has bad shoulders, um, or they're shaky already. Um, so with trying to get an older gentleman involved and let's say, uh, we're trying to keep him in a tree stand since we've kind of already covered ground bond, we're trying to keep an older gentleman in a tree stand, um, keep them hunting longer. Um, they just got, they just made the switch to a crossbow, but now they really need that, that rock hard stability. Um, what would you recommend? What kind of system would you recommend for them? Yeah, for sure. So the one I would recommend for that would be probably our uh, pillar triple arm shooting rest system. Um, so that one's going to come with the pillar, which I explained before is the one that works really well um, for a ladder stand, um, which that is the nice thing. Most older guys, they're not going to be climbing up, climbing sticks to go up to this little hang on, right? Uh, most of these guys are going to be in a ladder stand and that's where um, our system really works very well. So I would say yes, the pillar triple arm. The nice thing about the triple arm um, with that ladder stand setup is it has a lot of extra room to really move that crossbow around to make sure that you can get in every position that you're going to need to be, um, you know, with a crossbow um, or rifle up in a tree stand. So, yeah, I would definitely say the pillar triple arm shooting rest system. Uh, again, it's going to work with most ladder stands is going to either clamp to the shooting rail that kind of wraps around you or the side support rail. Now you guys do have kind of a, a couple different do all kits, you know, that will come with everything, all the brackets, all the mounts, all the different. So literally you could, whether you're in a tree stand, ground blind, uh, fixed like a hard wall blind spot and stalk, whatever it is, um, you'll be covered. Uh, what are those, what are those kits? A, what are they, what do they, what do they include? Um, and then kind of how do they all work together for that, you know, full system of, of shooting? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So basically, um, the kit that you're referring to would be like our, called our deluxe kit. Um, it's basically going to come with everything you need for any hunting situation other than it does not come with the roll bar setup. The roll bar is more of a special niche mainly for southern u.s um but the deluxe he's talking kit, to you texas yeah that's right uh i want to go back to texas i was down there what, a couple of years ago that was a blast man it's one of There's my just, favorite places in the world to hunt oh i love it because every critter that walks by i mean you got hogs nice beautiful bucks i mean it's, it's a blast down there but yeah i would say the deluxe kit would be the um it, it's just an all-around awesome kit for um fixed blinds, um, whether they're wooden blind, it's got the pillar system in there, which is going to be able to, you're going to be able to use it in the ladder stand or a manufactured, you know, pre-built blind comes with the tripod as well. Um, so that you can use that spot and stock at the range, um, or in a pop-up blind. And then it comes with the triple arm, um, which is our best seller for sure. A lot of guys like to pick up the triple just because you get that extra reach and range of motion. Um, and then it's going to either come, we have two different options as far as the actual shooting rest platform itself. You can either get our standard double yoke system, or you can get our grip and rip system, which is the, again, that gun clamp version. Um, so basically, like I said, you're going to be covered with that kit. You're going to be covered with ladder stand. You're going to be covered with 
uh, wooden box blind, you're going to be covered with um, your manufactured blind and you're going to be covered with pop-up blind and spot and stock. So for most whitetail hunters, most, you know, Western hunters, it's going to basically cover you across the board. And, uh, and that is, you know, that it's one of those things where, and, and we've alluded to it, but it's so fulfilling. It, in my opinion, it's the most fulfilling thing that you can do inside of hunting is either a get a kid involved at an early age or B see a, see an older gentleman's face light up, um, when he still has the ability to hunt. And that, that kit, that system, um, is going to ensure that no matter what, no matter where you're hunting or how you're hunting or why you're hunting or, or what species you're hunting, um, that you can do just that. Um, uh, because the last thing that you want to do is, in my opinion, is get somebody involved or keep somebody involved in hunting and say, but you can only hunt from a ground blind or you can only hunt from a, this wooden blind, uh, or you can only sit on the ground with this tripod. Um, because then you're still keeping them limited. Um, but with a full kit, you can say, Hey, however you want to hunt, we can make it work. Um, and that's just, it's, it's a special thing, man. Um, and so I want to encourage the listener. I don't want this to, to sound, I don't want this to sound too, you know, inspirational or, or, oh, he's trying too hard, but I want to encourage the listener, find somebody that you can help get involved in archery find somebody that you can help put a crossbow in their hands. Now, listen, I, I understand. I didn't buy my dad, you know, a $1,200 crossbow. Uh, if, if you want that, I mean, bear certainly has that in the impact, but if you want to go more midline just to get somebody involved in hunting, you can look at the constrictor line or the intense, um, or, uh, the desire pistol crossbow just for kids to start plinking around with really early and have fun with, uh, which is, just a blast, but, um, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to get somebody involved in hunting. Um, you know, you can do it relatively cheap and, uh, I would just encourage you find somebody that you can get involved in hunting. Maybe it's a neighborhood kid. Maybe it's a, you know, a niece or a nephew or a grandson, or maybe it's a, a I don't know, but find somebody that you can get involved in hunting. Uh, and then if you want to see that real joy light up, um, find somebody who has kind of lost the ability to archery hunt and, uh, and then say, Hey, I, I want to help you, uh, get back into it. I want to help you, um, be able to archery hunt and help you build this, this, you know, foolproof system and a new crossbow and a, and a, and a shooting system. And, uh, and I promise you, it'll be one of the most fulfilling things you've ever done. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the other thing too, um, that I look at it as well is, you know, when I'm, I, I love taking younger hunters out. Like I've taken, um, I think most of my, I've taken like all my younger brothers out and got several younger brothers and just to watch their excitement when they have the opportunity to harvest a nice deer, even if it's not that great of a deer, they just get so excited. It's just so much fun, um, to watch that excitement. Sometimes, you know, you know, as we get older, sometimes we lose that excitement for any animal that we kill. You know, we might, we might kill 180 inch deer and like go berserk. Right. But, but sometimes we lose some of that, you know, that early love for, for hunting with just being out there and just harvesting an animal. Right. So it's fun to watch that fresh look at it just to watch their excitement that just that natural, just exuberance. It's, it's oh, so much 100%. fun. Even if so, you're not, you know, even if you're not ready to get the kid shooting, um, even if it's not their turn to shoot this past season, I took my, my, my daughter out with me several times. She was not the one shooting, but just seeing the joy and the excitement, really, I'll tell you the, the scenario that played out perfect. I heard a deer, we were in a, in a pop-up ground blind. I heard a deer, um, just right behind the blind. And so I, I told him like, babe, we gotta be really quiet. We gotta be really still. Um, I don't know where he's going to come up at. And so she was sitting there still in as quiet as she could. And this little six point walks up right outside the window that she's sitting up against. And so I'm, I just tell her, she's looking at me and I say, don't move. And, uh, and you could see her <laughs> eyes just like get really big, like what, what's going on. And so as soon as the deer got just far enough, uh, ahead of her, I mean, the deer was still feet away from her. Uh, but at least his head was looking the other way. Now 
I said, turn around real slow. And so she turns around and this deer is five feet from her. And, uh, and she, all she does is look back at me and she says, are you going to shoot it? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and and I had to explain to her then I'm like, no, you know, we were in Kansas. I'd already filled my buck tag. I'm like, we only get one buck in Kansas. And, and, but, but anyways, just seeing the joy and the excitement, she was just there to observe and have fun. I, I did end up shooting a doe later on with her and she just freaked out and, and had so much fun, but, um, just seeing the joy and the excitement and, and getting her involved in the process and, you know, introducing her to death. And that, that sounds super bad, but getting her introduced to babe, you want to eat like this is the side of things that you don't see. Um, and you're old enough to see that now. And, and, mm-hmm. and I told somebody, um, I, I don't remember, I think it was on, I think it was on the Pope and Young podcast, but I was telling somebody how these kids grow up and they don't understand anything about where the food comes from. They don't understand anything about conservation. They don't understand anything about, you know, what we as hunters and how we as hunters play a role in conservation. And then they grow up to be anti-hunters and you have these dads who are hunters wondering why their kids are anti-hunters. Well, it's because you never got them involved. It's because they view you as a killer. They don't view you as a provider or a conservationist. But when you get them involved, when you teach them, well, babe, we have to take out deer because, um, you know, and this is how I explained it to her. I'll just go ahead and dive into it. I said, babe, what happens if we, if we invite somebody to live into our house with us, you know, say, Hey, come live with us. She said, well, we have a guest room. That would be fine. I guess I said, you're right. You know, we could probably feed them. We could probably take care of them. We have an extra shower. I said, but what if we were to invite an entire family to live in our house? And she said, Oh, that would, that'd be rough. And I said, yeah, I mean, we could probably set up, you know, one of dad's cots in the basement or an air mattress. We could probably get by. I said, but what if we invited 10 families to live in our house? And she said, well, that just it wouldn't work. And I said, right, why not? She said, well, there's not enough space. I said, you're right, there's not. There's not enough food. We don't have enough food in our house. We don't have enough beds. We don't have enough bathrooms. It's going to get filthy real quick. There will be a lot of sicknesses going around. And I said, the exact same is true with deer. And if we don't work to help manage those herds, then that's what happens to deer as well. It gets overcrowded. There's not enough food. Deer are starving to death. More sicknesses go around. There's more fighting amongst the deer, creating unhealthy deer herds. And, and, and she was like, oh, okay. Like, then she understood, right. you're, a, you're, you're a good guy. You're not, you know. And now my kid, I don't have to worry about my kid growing up saying, oh, dad, why would you go out and kill those deer? Why would you do that? Why would you? You know, um, especially why would you promote it on a podcast to other people to do? Um, she she now understands the conservation side of things. And that's what happens when we get kids involved in hunting. Um, that's what happens when we keep them at an early age, when we teach them why we do what we do and how we do what we do. Um, and so, again, I, it, final rest is one of those things that I'm grateful for because I know when my kid is ready to pull the trigger, she'll be stable and ready to make the shot. Right. For sure. I mean, that, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful illustration. I've never heard it put like that, but that was, that was perfect. Um, I think, yeah. And again, once you get them to the point where they have the opportunity to take the shot, right. I think that's where, you know, sometimes as when you're just getting into something, you might not be super confident at it. Right. And, you know, if you, if you fail, if you miss a deer, if you're wounded deer at a young age, sometimes that can be discouraging. I think that's the other right. piece that final rest gives is, you know, it's going to give them the confidence to be able to take a good, I mean, our goal is not to wound animals as, as being the stewards of these animals, right? Part of that is being able to take good, clean, ethical shots and be able to explain that. And that's, um, that's where final rest again comes in so well is, it gives kids the confidence that to know that they're, you know, they're not freaking, Oh, I'm going to miss this thing. I can't hold this thing steady enough. Um, it gives them the confidence and then it, it allows them to get that good, clean ethical kill and, uh, put some, put some meat in the freezer. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you, you obviously never want to start off, um, with that bad taste in their mouth. Um, but you also have to teach them like that's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we lose animals, Yep. It's not, we never want to, um, it's never a, an okay thing. It's never, you know, something that we're okay with. We don't just say, Oh, lost one. Um, but you know, it's but we something do everything that, in our power to avoid. Absolutely. It. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and we use products that help us. We use, you know, we use these types of things so that we can help ensure that it doesn't happen. Um, but no matter what we do, we do anything in our power, it can, and it will happen. Um, eventually, 
and uh, and and we have to be prepared for that, but we also have to be prepared to help it not happen. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And on on the other side of that too is, um, you know, I know so many guys they 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 save up the money, they put all their prep work into a dream hunt, right? Yeah. And then you know, let's say you go out west for a a, a good elk zone and rifle season and you know you want to be able to maximize that opportunity we as hunters invest so much into that couple of seconds where it all matters right and sometimes if we fail to make sure we have everything we need to make those couple of seconds that matter most right before and while we take that shot sometimes you know it'll everything we invest into making sure everything goes as well as we can make it for those couple of seconds is is critical (laughs) Right. No, you're absolutely right. We, you know, all too often we look at, you know, the cool products and we're like, Oh, what's the newest bow out? We got to get that. Yeah. What's the, what's the newest what's the camo? Newest, yeah. What's the newest camo? Oh, so-and-so shooting these sites. I've got to make the switch. Oh, those are bad to the bone. Like, and we put all this time and effort and I, Hey, I'll be the first to tell you I'm a gear junkie. Um, I, I love tinkering. I love trying new stuff. Um, I love, I have a bad habit, um, but I, I love that part of it. However, oftentimes I tell people the biggest product that that we miss, that we don't put enough time and effort into is our arrows. Um, we love new bows. We love all these things. And then we just buy a dozen arrows and start shooting. Well, at the end of the day, no matter what, doesn't matter what camo you're wearing, what bow you're shooting, doesn't matter what boots you're wearing, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any other thing. At the end of the day, the only thing that comes in contact with that deer or that elk or that bear or that moose, whatever, is your broadhead and your arrow. And and oftentimes we just, oh, these are these have good reviews. This is what I'm going to shoot. What if your bow doesn't like those arrows? Or what if your bow doesn't like that spine of arrows? Well, you just picked it up, sided in, and went hunting. Um, we never sharpen our broadheads. We never take time to fine-tune our bows with our arrows. And I think that arrows are one of the biggest things we miss. However, I also think that we miss putting time, effort, research, and thought into products that can help us like a final rest or uh, like trekking poles or like, you know, you name it. Um, but but we miss putting time and effort into those types of things uh, because we're worried about the cool products, you know. Um I'll be honest. There's nothing cool about a final rest. Like there's nothing like, Oh man, you got the new final rest system, you know? Um, but I'll tell you what, once you start to get a kid involved or once again, once you try to keep an older generation involved, you start looking into, well, what is the best? Why is it the best? How does it work? How does it function? How is it? How stable is it going to be? How light is it going to be for a kid to carry? How, light is it going to be for an old man to carry um and you start looking into all of those things and 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 i think we just need to start putting a little more time and effort into thought into products that will help us you know rather than just be cool on social media exactly yeah for sure Uh, that's definitely a good point sorry now i'm getting preachy i guess but (laughs) that's what happens i mean i really have you know i've become passionate about um I've become super passionate about helping get people involved or keeping people involved. And it's just these types of products that, that do so. And, uh, and it's just something we never put time or thought into or effort into, um, you know, and maybe we should, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we should sure. take our focus on what's the newest, fastest, baddest to the bone bow, um, and put time and effort into, well, what's going to keep me hunting longer What's going to get my kids involved earlier? What's going to keep my dad or my grandpa hunting longer? Um, maybe we should start looking to those things a little more. Yeah, for sure. And I think another side of that too is like a young hunter. They, you know, you often want you know the barrier. You look at hunting. You're like, okay, what's the barrier of entry? You want that to be as yeah. low as we can get it, right? And if they, you know, if we if we get too consumed in passing down what we you know we're thinking we have to be so cool and buying you know the latest greatest bow the coolest camo pattern and camo brand all these other things sometimes we get too consumed in that where other new hunters are going to look at it and say oh well i'm not going to drop a thousand dollars on uh you know in a one camo outfit or i'm not going to 
drop all that right. kind of money on a boat. Well, you don't have to, you know, there doesn't have to be that barrier of entry for those things. Right. But you just got to look at and say, what's, what's really going to be important to help you be a successful hunter. And what is just, I can get away with something that's, you know, not near as expensive or that's right. just as functional over here, you know? So, and that's the, the cool thing about final rest kind of, we didn't want to create a system that everybody else had. We, we saw a need in an area where no one was creating a shooting rest that worked well, like in a box blind, for example, with something that comes off the wall that helps, that helps, um, you know, youth hunters and so many other people get into it. Um, because it just makes life so much easier, you know, so. or somebody in a wheelchair or somebody oh, yeah, who for sure. lost an arm in combat or somebody who, yeah, I mean, it's those types of things we never think about in, in yep. my opinion. And, and, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the minority there, but I just think that we should put more time and effort into those types of considerations. For sure. Absolutely. Now, before we go, um, one more quick thank you to our friends over at Wise Eye Technologies. Um, Wise Eye, in my opinion, is the smartest trail camera that you could ever buy. It works in correlation with the, the hunt control system. Um, and basically what happens is I put my trail camera out and all I got to do is open an app and I can check all of my pictures there. You say, well, good. It's a, it's a, a cellular trail camera, but it's so much more than that. It is a vital piece of my scouting. It, will break out first off it's got game recognition technology so i don't have to look at ten thousand pictures of does coons coyotes i get to see the bucks that i want to see um and that's it but it also has antler recognition technology so it will break out those deer um in folders and i can go and look at every time a predict a particular deer was in there and then it'll graph out when they were in there based off of temperature barometric pressure moon phases so i can really nail down when this deer is coming in, uh, what factors are keeping it from coming in, what factors are, are bringing it in. Um, Wise Eye Technology, go check out Wise Eye Trail Cameras. They are, in my opinion, the best cellular trail camera that you could buy. Um, Joe, I'm big on asking my guests um, field notes or tips and tricks. Could be a super simple t uh, trick, could be uh, you know a, a detailed tip or something but what's something that you've learned over the years that i can take and make myself a better hunter with the listener can take and make themselves a better hunter with oh yeah that's a that's definitely a good one um hmm. yeah i'm just trying to think of the the best tip here um i would say um really you know really spend the time preparing um you know, so often we, we, we look at a season and you're like, oh man, I can't wait for the season to start. And then we get three weeks into the season and we're like, oh, I should have paid attention last year to, um, these deer were coming out in this particular spot in the field, or, you know, there's so many things that we can do even before the season starts, um, to be more prepared, I guess, to make our, to make our sits. Cause so many of us, um, we get, we get so busy in the fall. We only have so much time to hunt, right? So each set is, is super important, especially me. I work in the hunting industry. I'm, I'm working like crazy in the fall and I'm trying to hunt as much as I can. So you always want to maximize those opportunities. So I would say, just encourage people, you know, take what you've learned hunting a particular property, for example, like I'm a mainly a private land hunter. So if you learned a piece of property, um, you know, try to make, do all the prep you can do in the off season to maximize those hunting, hunting in the fall, whether that's moving a stand, whether that's doing some hinge cutting, whether that's putting in a smaller food plot in a certain area. Um, I would just say, yeah, do, do the prep ahead of time. It'll pay off um, during the season for sure. Just be able to maximize those opportunities. Absolutely. Don't forget the power of observation sets. Um, they're, they're super beneficial. Um, and for those of you who are wondering um, what, when, or why are observation sits, basically an observation sit uh, is that moment where I'm not out to necessarily kill anything. I'll definitely have my bow with me. Um, here's, a, here's a stupid um, mess up on my behalf. I was going on an observation sit. Didn't even carry my bow with me. I had no intention <laughs> of hunting. I thought I was far enough out from the deer movement that I would it would never be an issue. Um, and I had two different bucks 
come out and they came, I was sitting on the ground just on top of a hill and they came out at like 14 yards from me. And I'm like, are you oh, wow. kidding me? Um, easily Where's the trad bow in your hand at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. From no the ground. Kidding. That would have been epic. No kidding. Oh. I was, I was kicking myself. Um, absolutely kicking myself. But an observation set is when you don't necessarily think you're in and amongst them, you pull out. Um, so you can really see where they're coming from, where they're going, um, what time they're coming out, what time they're arriving at point A or, or, or those types of things. That way you can make a better prepared plan. You can figure out where you can sit to cut them off. You can figure out, you know, where would be your best, what would be your best wind if you were sitting there because all the deer are coming from here and going to here. Um, so don't forget the power of observation sets. Do them early season, mid season. If you've got a, a day in the middle of the season where it's like 80 degrees and you've got a bad wind, go out and do an observation set. Um, that I promise you they'll help you in the long run. Um, Joe, great tip, man. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate everything Final Rest does, um, especially for my father um, that's kept him hunting, especially for my kids, getting them involved in hunting. Um, I just ordered the, uh, the sing alarm for a fixed blind. Uh, to really set it up at my in-laws um, in, in our blind and get my kids out there hunting next year. Um, so I'm incredibly thankful for everything Final Rest does uh, to help new hunters and keep people hunting. Uh, so from the bottom of my heart, keep doing what you're doing, man. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Dylan. And yeah, we just, again, we, we love being able to equip people to, uh, like you say, you know, get them out there sooner and be able to just continue to enjoy the sport as long as I can. Guys, if you have not checked out Final Rest, go check them out. Um, they are, in my opinion, they're the best um, in shooting systems and stability. Um, and then also, if you haven't checked out Fourth Arrow Camera Arms or Winsent, go check them out as well. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you for listening. Have a great week and get out there and shoot your bow.